Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing in our investments for your entertainment purposes. This is Shrink Money Advice. It's December 19th, 2021. Thanks for joining me today. So what I'm going to do because we're approaching the holidays is when I finish this podcast, I'm probably going to download a couple more and then I'll take a bit of a break unless something pops up. Um, Last time I talked briefly about the concept of uh, common sense IQ and you can read the short article on LinkedIn if you need to review it visually, but it it certainly has come out this week. What I want to talk about today is a concept that sort of came to me as I was on the treadmill and I was starting to think about what's happening in the real estate market and how we can best explain it. So I'm a retired psychologist, so I looked at this issue from that point and I thought, how do you explain the behavior of someone buying and selling uh, a piece of property? So let's use this example. Let's say for a minute that I'm selling a property that's valued at $500,000. I have a, whatever reason it may be, I, I, need, I want to sell it. I don't really need to sell it, but I want to sell it because, you know, I, I, want to ma- I want to just generate some cash. Maybe I have a tax bill coming. Maybe I just want to realize some profits, whatever the reason may be. Now, as I look to sell that property for $500,000, I start to think and I go, well, they're saying that inflation is 10%. They're saying that year over year, real estate's gone up 25 to 35% the real estate's gone up. So if I sell today, say I say I, you know, they tell me the comps are 500 grand, which means things of the comparable size building today sells for that. So I list it for $500,000 and I sell it right away. Well, I'm kind of nervous because if I sell it right away, then what do I do? First of all, if the prices do go up, I'm going to miss out on that gain. So I've lost, I mean, God, if it goes up 30%, I've lost $150,000 12 months from now by selling it. So I have a lot of seller anxiety. Now the person coming along to buy it looks at that $500,000 house and says, well, it's $500,000, which is a lot of money. It's more than I think it's worth, but with inflation at 10%, it's probably going to be, you know, 550,000 and if house prices are what they are, it's going to be 650,000. And so, if I don't buy this, uh, I might miss out on it. So I'm anxious to buy. On the other side, the uh, seller may be anxious not to sell for the same reasons. But it affects us differently, the buyer and the seller. Now, I know that sounds a bit 
confusion, but I call this BS anxiety, buyer-seller anxiety. And when those two levels of anxiety are the same, for generally the same reasons, we have a bit of a stalemate on the plus side, which means the prices of that house are going to go up. There are going to be fewer of them because as a seller, I might think twice about selling it because I'm waiting for it to go up again. And as a buyer, as soon as I see one, I buy it because I have all that other anxiety going on and the price continues to go up. Now let's use this, and I think that explains a lot of what's happening today in the real estate market. That's what I mean. I really think you can explain some of what's happening by this, what I call BS anxiety. Now, interest rates are starting to climb up. So what will that do to our BS anxiety levels at both sides? So as a seller, when interest rates go up, I'm going to say to myself, well, traditionally when interest rates go up, the price of houses will drop. And if I sell this house... I'm going to have to go, if it's my own property, I'm going to have to go live somewhere else. And it's going to cost me more, not just, it'll cost me more monthly because the interest rates are going up. So that might turn me to be thinking of, I have a lot of anxiety if I don't sell it. Now on the buyer side, as interest rates start to rise, I say to myself, well, when interest rates rise, the price of real estate drops. Now, because I have a lot of cash, assuming that's the case for the buyer we're talking about, I don't have to worry about interest rates so much. I mean, if it goes from 2% to 20% and I want to buy a property, obviously it's going to cause a problem, even if I have 50% to put down or even 60%. But generally speaking, the interest rate's not going to impact me. So just looking at that scenario, I'm, I, I have anxiety in the sense of buying now, because if I buy now, prices are going to drop, I might as well wait. I don't care. And in that scenario, I believe that will contribute to the dropping in house prices. So the mismatch and the relationship, and it can get very complex or it can be very simple, of what I call BS anxiety, I think contributes to the current house bubble that no one's talked about. It's talked about in different ways as a seller's or a buyer's market, but I think that doesn't really explain anything. That's the outcome. So that's later. We say, oh, it looks like a buyer's market because there are all these houses uh, for sale and no one's buying them. Or we have all these houses that uh, were for sale, but they get bought up very quickly. So it's a seller's market. You can ask for whatever you want. I think it's helpful as an investor to look and dig in to what I call the BS anxiety level. It will help you explain what's happening right now. And I think it's a quicker analysis in the cycle. If you wait till someone tells you or you read about it in the Globe that it's a buyer-seller market or the New York Times or, or a real estate agent calls you up, by then it's too late. But by analyzing the BS anxiety implications of what's happening today, and you can throw the mutation of COVID in there, you can, you can throw in any variable, how does that impact the buyer-seller levels of anxiety. Because what we, what we do as humans, and I, I'm speaking as a retired psychologist, what we do as humans is we work to minimize our uncomfortable levels of anxiety. We look for ways to feel more comfortable. Because anxiety, when it gets beyond a certain point, isn't fun to live with. 
Now, added to that BS anxiety is what happens with the media. And so as investors, as homeowners, we, we need to remember a couple of very important points. Number one, if you live in your house and it's a single family home and you don't have any rental income opportunities, it's not an investment, it's an expense. Your home is not an investment, it's an expense. It's been proven over the decades, it still is true today. Unless you sell your home and you decide to go live in a homeless shelter or under a bridge, you can never take that money and use it to buy another place unless you move into a jurisdiction where you can get cheaper housing, which many people are doing, and congratulations to those people. Or you take that money from your current house and you invest in an investment property where you live in one unit and may rent out one or whatever number of other units that you may have. But generally speaking, most of us in a single-family home don't want to do that, so, so your current single-family home is not an investment unless it produces some form of income. You may have a, you know, a bunkie or you may have an uh, Airbnb or something else attached to your home, which then turns that home into a great investment because you're collecting uh, revenue, but you're also able to live there. So when it comes to buying and selling, uh, start thinking about this concept. It's, it's new, the BS uh, uh, anxiety levels and how they mismatch. And I think once you see what's happening, and, and, I'll, and I'll give you another quick one while I'm on here. So right now, if you look at the sort of the, the BS anxiety when it comes to hiring a contractor, let's say you bought a lot and a piece of property and you want to build your own home. Well, right now, if you look at the uh, BS anxiety level, it's extremely skewed or pushed in the direction of the seller of construction services. So you as a buyer or you as a person who wants to build a home are extremely anxious because you're having a difficult time finding someone who is at, at least at an equal level of anxiety with you because the sellers of construction services have no anxiety. They simply sit back, and, and this is where we're reading about more and more construction fraud. Buyers of these services are so desperate to build that home that they're signing up people without doing due diligence, without making sure you check background, and without making sure you get a legal document. And so what do you do when there's that situation if you're a buyer of construction services? And what I do, and I've done even this week, is not buy them. I, I understand the cycle. I understand the buyer-seller anxiety now that thankfully the treadmill helped me figure out this week. So it's, it's extremely healthy to wait in this type of scenario. But you first, and I've talked about this in earlier podcasts, you first really need to understand where you're at right now. Forget the future. Forget the past. What are things, where are things happening right now? And when it comes to this bubble in real estate, I think one factor that no one seems to look at that I think is extremely important important and likely driving this bubble is the buyer-seller anxiety relationship or the BS anxiety, and you can perhaps substitute some other BS anxiety when it's skewed in one direction. So in, uh, in house prices and in buying and selling homes and many investment properties, we're at a stalemate. And when we're at a stalemate, nobody's blinking. Prices continue to rise. People continue to buy. Motivated by the same factors interpreted differently, if you will. Uh, 
The question is, as other factors start to appear suddenly, if you have your finger on the BS anxiety index, you'll be able to understand better how that new information will impact your buying and selling decision. And in the end, it's not that complex. And in the end, hopefully, it gives you a better rounded view of what's happening when you look at that property and you say, okay, that property is $500,000. Is that good value? And should I buy that today? Or if you own it, should I sell that today? And then have confidence in your decision. I'm Hank for Shrink Money Advice. You have an amazing week and we'll talk soon. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 